want to gamble. I never want to hear those words out of your mouth again. Gambling is a very serious business. Is that clear? Pay him. Pay that man his money. Woo-hoo! Big bet for a big man! Sure you don't want to save a few bucks for the buffet? Welcome to the Fabulous Big Bet Podcast, part of the DWZ Fantasy Sports Network. And here are your hosts, Memphis at DWZ Memphis and Dr. Kyle at DWZ underscore Dr. PT. And now to the fabulous big bets. Here's an idea. Why don't you give me half the money you were going to bet? Then we'll go out back, I'll kick you in the nuts, and we'll call it a day. You got lucky there. Yep, it was luck. So, that's it then. Hmm? Just like a young man coming in for a quickie. I feel so unsatisfied. Hey guys, Nick Burnett here. Just wanted to kind of give some information on why I joined the Patreon, why I'm part of the Dynasty Warzone uh, team. Downloaded the Dynasty Warzone podcast. It took one day to join the Patreon. Reached out to Memphis about a situation with one of my rosters. And the kind of feedback I got was, hey, Nick, why don't you give me a call? Uh, we went down my roster and he helped me pull off a couple moves that put me ahead when I thought I was going to be in re- rebuild mode this year. And that's just part of what comes with the Patreon. Uh, just tr- uh, trade talks, just good interaction with guys that love fantasy football. Uh, whether it's 10 o'clock at night or 3 o'clock in the morning, there's always going to be fantasy football talk, whether it's redraft, whether it's dynasty. I joined a couple leagues with the Patreon members, and it's the same thing. Even in, even while we're drafting, we're still shooting ideas at each other. And if that sounds like something that you want to be a part of, pause the podcast now, join the Patreon, and join a, join a great fantasy football group, but more like a fantasy football family. What's happening, everybody? Happy Friday, and welcome to the DWZ's The Fabulous Big Bet. I am your host, Memphis, at DWZ Memphis, and I will be bringing along my man, Dr. Kyle, here in just a second. This is the podcast version. You missed us live on YouTube on Wednesday night. Every Wednesday night, we will be going live As long as we don't have any technological issues beyond our control, like a power outage or internet issues. But more often than not, we'll be there every Wednesday night around 9.30. We'll be covering DFS. We'll be covering gambling. On this particular show you're getting ready to hear, I am cutting this open after Kyle and I just ended the live YouTube stream. And we go through the week one slate game by game. Uh, We have some fantasy nuggets. We have some DFS nuggets. We have obviously gambling nuggets. That's what we're here for. And just a really good show. Please bear with Kyle and I as we are really working on our chemistry. This is our offseason. This is our our camp. We should be laying down DFS action on preseason games. But thanks to COVID, there will be none of that. But we are having a good time. And I think the, the content is pretty goddamn good. So let me hit you with the other couple of bits of news. And I'll get you guys on to the show. The Debbie Show. The... The Dynasty Warzone Devi show dropped first time uh, August 17th, and Kane, Shane, Jerry, 
uh, did a great job. Now, Josh Dysinger, our fourth host, had a personal conflict. He could not make it. He will be here for the second edition. And it's pretty good. It's really designed to be a bridge between the hardcore Debbie shows like Kane and Shane's The Debbie Marketplace and really designed to be a, a, a transition show between Debbie and Dynasty. Uh, but we're calling it the Devi War Zone. Hope you tune in. If you have any questions about players, draft eligible guys, anything you want to know, hit these guys up in their DMs, or you can hit me up. Uh, Kane is at Devi underscore Kane on Twitter. Shane is at Shane P. Hallam on Twitter. And Jerry is at Jerry Sin DWZ. If you got some college prospects you want to know about, hit those dudes up. YouTube streams every Tuesday night, every Wednesday night, 9.15 to 9.30. Depends on uh, what goes live. But if you subscribe over at YouTube, the Dynasty Warzone, you'll see a picture of me, sometimes with Jerry, sometimes with Kyle. And the Devi Show is live over there as well. So if you're on your phone, man, check it out. You can see what we look like and... Uh, Drake, 2071. Uh, we're wrapping up the final request, big homie. we got to get you to get a hold of me. Uh, DynastyWarzone at Gmail, or you can follow me back on Twitter so that I can get you your autographed DK Metcalf jersey. You were the big winner, but I can't do it without you reaching out to me. Uh, new Dynasty Happy Hour contractor this weekend. It will be with my guest, Bob. Big Bob, we can... We can get down on some roster construction, and you can find the DHH contractor exclusively on the Dynasty Happy Hour podcast network. And uh, last couple of things, uh, social media. Um, the, the, the new big one is YouTube, so you don't miss the live streams, and we'll do a better job of tweeting those out. But, but a couple of things. Uh, the word that I made up a couple of weeks ago on the Dynasty Warzone is freest. The freest or the most free way costs you nothing but a couple of seconds of your time. If you're listening to this, please hit pause. Go into Apple, Stitcher, Podbean, Spotify, Amazon, whatever you're listening on, doesn't matter, and leave us a five-star review. You can talk about how you like the Devi content. You can talk about how you like the gambling content. You can even tell us if you don't like it. That's fine. Uh, we need your feedback to grow the show. The Dynasty-only show on Wednesdays has been a tremendous hit. People love the fact that we have a, an exclusive Dynasty-only show, and the downloads have told us that's what you guys wanted. Uh, there are people checking out the gambling show. The ratings and everything have been better than I would have thought. But all of this helps the show grow, and it keeps everything that we're doing free. Um, all the, the pods that we drop... Uh, two times a week, sometimes three times on that one week a month where we do the Debbie show. It keeps everything free. A rating, a review, and a subscribe means the world. But if you're wanting to get a little bit deeper, if you're wanting to take your Dynasty game to the next level, I've said this before, when I was a young up-and-coming poker player, I never really got good until I, until I invested in resources. And I figured out very quickly that the guys I was playing with were better than me. And so what I do, I, I poured myself into every poker book that I could find. You don't have to spend anywhere near that amount of money. All you got to do is go to patreon.com forward slash dynasty warzone and, and sign up. Five bucks a month, guys. Five bucks. 
less than you think. If you drink Starbucks, if you drink that real expensive one, you can forego one. If you drink one a day, if you can just go with like a, a rock star or you can go with a $1 McDonald's cup of coffee, that's not bad coffee. If you can do that one day, you will have full access to the Dynasty Warzone Patreon. You will be in the group chat. Um, I will not name this person's name, but let's just say if I did, you would all know them because they are one of the biggest hosts in Dynasty, and he raves about the group chat. He loves the group chat. He participates in the group chat, and that's the number one complaint on the contractor is that their, their group chat is dry. This chat is never dry. We've got Australians. We've got people from all over the U.S., coast to coast, all time zones. This thing's hopping nonstop. So if you're looking to be in an active group where we're forming dynasty leagues, we're up to six with we'll wrap up the third Debbie in the time for the season. Active group chat, active leagues, new people. You're amongst friends. If you're a true dynasty degenerate, this is where you need to be. Um, and, and for that little money, you will totally enjoy it. And on top of that, you get an extra podcast a week that we do not share with the general public and as well as one-on-ones. You heard the commercial with, uh, with Nick, and he and I spent 45 minutes on the phone going over a draft and a roster trying to help my man out. So those are all the ways you can help us for the content we're helping you with. Um, rate and review, subscribe to the show, totally free. You can hook up your league with a belt or trophy at Trophy Smack, or you can sign up for the Patreon. Uh, we appreciate anything that you can do to help us grow our show. Um, so sit back, relax, and hopefully me and Kyle can put that money to join the Patreon in your pocket through some big bets. Let me grab Kyle. Let's make this thing get going. Um, it'll sound like you're re-listening to the intro because we did do this live on YouTube, but again, this is the podcast version. Thank you so much for tuning in and a little hint, hint, you might want to stick around for another pop culture sound drop in today's outro. Hope you guys have a great weekend. Hope you enjoyed the show with Dr. Kyle. Give us some feedback via that rating and review so we can make the show more of what you want. Talk to you soon, guys. Take care. What's happening, guys? Happy Friday and welcome to the Dynasty War Zones, the fabulous Big Bet. It is your host, Memphis, at DWZ Memphis. And with me is a man who's got all the gamble. He's got all the girls living in New York City. He is Dr. Kyle of the physical therapy world. Dr. Kyle, what's up, man? I haven't not, I, 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 it's got to come spontaneously. Jerry was the man of the hour. He was the man with the power. It just popped in my head one day. It was an old uh, pro wrestling promo. But uh, I'm coming up with something for you, bud. How's it going? I'm good, Memphis. Uh, I could be the man with the shower. I do have a shower, and I use it occasionally. Um, but all is good here in New York City. Well, yeah, so you live in one of those uh, shoebox New York City apartments. You can actually shower while making toast. Exactly, yes. And as Kramer used to do, make a salad in the shower. Absolutely. As long as the water doesn't touch you before it touches the salad, you're, you're good, man. So... We're going to cover week one. Again, we've been making chicken salad out of chicken shit these past few weeks because right now this would be week three of the NFL preseason. So we'd be talking about Thursday, Friday, Saturday, even Sunday, week three DFS action. We'd be looking at plays, guys. We would be looking to fill out our rosters with, but due to COVID and no preseason games, we're just trying to make do the best we can. So we're going to go through a lot of the week one games. 
We're going to see if we can spot any abnormalities. I have went through four different sports books to try to give us a perspective of many people and see if we can take advantage of any of that. But uh, we are going live on YouTube with this on Wednesday night, and that will be the regular theme. 9.30 on Wednesday nights, we'll be recording this show for once the regular season starts. It will drop on Thursday morning. That way, if you want to listen to it for the Thursday night DFS slate or the Thursday night game, uh, it'll be here for you. But we'll be going live every Wednesday, technology problems notwithstanding, uh, with me and Dr. Kyle. But this came out Wednesday uh, the 26th. It came out in the mid-afternoon. Uh, my phone went crazy. It was a busy day at work. But David Montgomery was running. He slipped, and, and he fell. It looked like someone shot him. You ever see like those um, those gym fail videos? They call it the gym sniper. It, it looked like he got sniped. I'm gonna give this one over to Dr. Kyle again for those that are new to the show, or are just tuning in to the the first time to the Big Bet podcast. Kyle is a doctor of physical therapy. This is right in his wheelhouse. So we're gonna talk gambling. We're gonna talk gaming. We're gonna get to that here in a couple of minutes. But I want the firsthand perspective about what was your initial reaction. Obviously, news has been limited as to what's going on with David Montgomery and his groin. But let's hear your, uh, let's hear your takes. Sure, Memphis. Uh, yeah, so I was driving back from the Hamptons today, seeing a couple of folks out there that I usually see in the city uh, that have been driven out there due to COVID. But my phone was blowing up from multiple group chats about what happened to David Montgomery today. Uh, and the first I heard was non-contact, uh, carted off the field. And immediately my brain jumps to ACL. Uh, come to find out that initial reaction was groin or sports hernia. And uh, one of the groups I'm in, one of my FFPC dynasty, was talking about another um, doctor of physical therapy who is pretty prominent on Twitter, but come to find out has uh, very little real experience. He just graduated with his DPT this year. So good for him for getting his name out there. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to veto this one or 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 jump the ship on this one as I've been practicing for seven years. Um, but I, I came across the video and yeah, so David Montgomery was taking a, um, it wasn't even seven on seven. It looked like it was just a, a run in the middle play with, um, I don't even know how to describe it, but there was very little few, very few people in action and he went to cut off of his left foot and completely lost his footing. And so the, it, we talked about it in the Patreon chat today, how, uh, when you cut off your left foot, your outer left leg musculature or outer left hip, specifically the left ankle as well, is expecting to shoulder most of the load with control from the inner hip. But then when that foot slipped out, whether it was cleats, whether it was turf, whether, whether it was maintenance of the, the grass or turf, um, that foot then went where Montgomery was not expecting it to, to go. And he... Uh, he then had to react or I wouldn't even say react. Like his body just went into whatever protective mode it had to. And so then those inner hip musculature, the adductors, the groin then had to contract under a lengthening motion, which we call an eccentric load, like the lowering in a squat or the lowering in a deadlift or lowering in a bench. And when muscles contract very quickly under load lengthening, that's when we often see soft tissue injury. And then to see the reaction he had, coming out of that jumping, barely being able to put weight on it. Uh, reports had him carted off. Some say it was because the the, uh, the training room was so far away. Um, yeah, I my, my initial reaction is probably 
grade two, probably grade three adductor pull. And, you know, MRI and doctors will say what the next step is. It's, it's not a career-threatening injury, uh, probably not even a season-ending injury, but this is definitely going to put a hamper on the first quarter, probably the first half of the season, if you're asking me. Now, you're in New York. Last year, Chris Herndon, he had the suspension for a couple of games, and then he had a serious – I think it was his was a hamstring – and they ended up putting him on IR. Now, the depth chart behind David Montgomery is paper thin. So, for, from a dynasty standpoint, of course, I've got both David Montgomery and Darius Geis in my Scott Fishbowl team. Big hell yeah. Pump, pump, <laughs> pump in that fest. But uh, l- luckily, on the, uh, the Geis front, at least I had Antonio Gibson, so I've got that going for me, which okay. is nice. But... Uh, yeah, man, it was just interesting. Like everybody was a buzz, so I just thought I would get your opinion. Now, Jerry and I often joke on the war zone that when a coach or a team says a player's day to day with a soft tissue injury, it really means week to week. And when they say a player's month to month, it's I mean, excuse me, week to week, it's more like a, a month or so. They they always lie. Yeah, yeah, they're they're trying to avoid as much uh, as much chatter or reporter talk as they can. So yeah, day to day is like leave me alone for now, but this is probably more serious than uh, we're already letting on. And so what did they say today? Did they say today it was day-to-day, therefore it's probably week-to-week? They didn't really say much of anything. Uh, They'll probably have more of a press conference tomorrow. I was prepping for the show to to talk about gambling, but I wanted to get the quick thumbnail version of your take. So for me, this does not look good. No, Uh, no. And I have to think Chicago is immediately looking to add – you know, one, probably two guys to the practice squad at least to to let, you know, you can't just bring in one guy at this point to see if they can pick up the, the playbook before week one because my uh, uh, I don't believe Montgomery is going to be ready at least the first couple weeks if it's grade two. And if it's grade three, you were looking at potential surgery or a longer rehab process before he's game ready. At, at this point, I'd be willing to wager that he's going to start the season on the pup. Yeah, and more than likely, he could even get the IR designated to return. So Agreed. I, I have a feeling that Drew Rosenhaus's phone has been blowing up today, trying to see what the story is with Devonta Freeman. Um, I think uh, I think his name is Matthew Barry. I know his last name is Barry, the GM of the Cleveland Browns. Mm. The, that that would be my first call. Uh, Chicago has made big trades in the past. Obviously, Kareem Hunt has ties to the. Uh, Matt Nagy offense as they work yep. together in, in Kansas City. It almost makes too much sense. Uh, we talked about this in a, in a different group chat that I'm in, that the the Cleveland Browns have had their own run of bad luck. I know Greedy Williams, one of their corners, is battling injury. Uh, Mac Wilson, the uh, outstanding young linebacker, hyperextended his knee severely, and then they lost safety Grant Dalpit for the, the uh, season with a uh, ankle. Achilles. Yeah. It was it was it was an Achilles, you're right. Yeah. And so why not talk about a trade? Yeah, yeah, I mean strike while the iron's hot if uh if you think you're I mean, what did Vegas have Cleveland going into the season as? Seven and a half, eight and a half? Uh eight and a half, I believe, was the, the season win total on Cleveland. And there there was juice to the over. Yeah, I think. but you lose three guys on defense. I mean, it's the worst it's, quarterback in the, the AFC North. I, I don't know that he's the worst. I mean, when, when you say someone's the worst, you just think you're calling him a pile of shit. 
and I'm not even saying that. And my uh, my opinions on Baker are things of both legend and lore. But I think Baker's a fine quarterback, and I think he'll have his most efficient season as a professional with Kevin Stefanski. But that doesn't change the fact that that doesn't mean that he's not going to light up the the fantasy scoreboard. Uh, I think that you're looking at a very Derek Carr-esque, you know, 3,800, maybe 4,000 passing yards. I hope not because I bet the under. And just under, we won that. Just under. We're, he, he's going to get 3950. No, 3850. He's going to have a nice, efficient season. And I know Kareem yeah. Hunt's a big part of the offense, but there's going to be something going on. Chicago cannot as a contender. Uh, but based on everything I could tell, it did not move the line. I looked. Um, and we can use that as our transition point to go right into the first, uh, the first game. So the first game on the board is. Uh, the Thursday night game, the Super Bowl mm-hmm. champions, KC, are hosting mm-hmm. the Houston Texans. Uh, I checked four sports books for these lines, by the way, and this was as of uh, 12 noon Eastern okay. Standard Time on Wednesday. I checked yep. the FanDuel sports book. I tra- checked the DraftKings sports book, the MGM Bets sports book, and then I used William Hill. William Hill is one of the largest uh, consen- uh, gambling conglomerates in the U.S., so... Those were four that I thought that was a good mix. So the under sure. the under and over on this game is consistent across all, all four books. It's 54 and a half. And KC okay. is giving up nine and a half at FanDuel and MGM and giving up 10 at DraftKings and William Hill. Do, do you have any quick uh, snippets? Now we'll do our official picks two weeks from tonight on the you know two or three games. Do you have an initial lean? Do you have a strong like? Is, is there a betting? Uh, anything for you there? Obviously, strong fantasy consideration. Week one, I mean, sure. a fifty-four and a half over and under—that's the highest over under on the board. And yeah. these two, these two teams lit it up in the uh, second round of the NFL playoffs last year. So, what are your initial thoughts, Kyle? Uh, initial thoughts are, you know, we're 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 without a preseason or without preseason games. Um, the Texans have a lot of moving pieces on offense coming in, trying to learn their playbook, whereas the Chiefs are returning Mahomes, Kelsey, Hardman, Hill, Watkins. Yeah, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is new. Williams is out. Um, You know, I don't often like taking the favorite in a greater than a touchdown game, but the Chiefs at home in the the lead opener, I think think the Chiefs Chiefs are going to take this one, give you nine and a half. Ooh, I, I man, I do not like laying double digits even at home. So one thing I will say, uh, if I had a lean on this game in any former capacity, I would say I'm I'm leaning toward the under. So as you guys know, I have been scrubbing Instagram, Twitter, looking for basically 30 second videos and posts of these guys in camp. And the one thing that is consistent across the board, even though they're in pads and they have been for about 10 days at this point, there's no real hitting. I mean, these guys are obviously trying to avoid hurting one another. And you, you see it. You see the linebacker or safety semi-wrap up the wide receiver or running back and then let them go. And then they'll run another 5 or 10 yards. I saw a play yesterday where had it been a live game, Dak Prescott would have hung Blake Jarwin out to dry and he would have got absolutely murdered. So my point in bringing all this up is that when these guys actually start banging in there for real, uh, as the term, the live ammo starts firing, and you take that first shot, 
I, I think there's going to be some shock to the system. And I think a lot of these games that are with these super high totals, I know, we know that Kansas City's offense is prolific. I, I get it. But there's going to be a real difference between what you see in the preseason and what you see in game one with, with no game. So if I had anything with this game, I, I, I could see Kansas City boat racing and beating them by 21. I could also see Houston keeping it close and, and winning or losing by three. So I'm not ready to commit to a lean one way or, or the other on the, uh, on the side. But on the total, my today, my lean is I'm leaning under. I could see this game being something like 21-24, which would be great. Sure. It would be a good high-scoring game. But, man, to get to 55 points, I mean, you're talking almost eight touchdowns. Yeah, I definitely do not like taking the over on a game that's the highest over-under of week one in a weird offseason. That's a fact. I mean, it, it, and it's like I said, it's two weeks away as you're actually 13 days away as you're listening to this. If you're listening to the podcast version on Friday, and you know, like it's why I'm leaning. But obviously, if there was to be weather coming, uh, you know, there's the tropical storms turning into hurricanes, and and even though that won't hit Kansas City, it will per- push rain and weather north, and you don't know what the long term effect is. So if I had to lean anything now, if I wanted to get down a a small wager. I might get down something small on the under in that game. Okay, let's move on to, to game number two. Uh, we're gonna okay. look, we're gonna look at the, the the New York. This is in your state, the New York Football Jets and the Buffalo mm-hmm. and the Buffalo Bills. The okay. the under over the total in the game is forty pretty much across the board. DraftKings did have it at forty and a half, the lowest of the week. Uh, William Hill and FanDuel have the Buffalo Bills minus six. DraftKings and MGM have minus six and a half. So this is in your home state, man. Any any initial gut feel on this game? Uh, Yeah, can we just not even put it on TV? I I think they have to. (laughs) Believe it or not, people Uh, like these teams. uh, Over, under a 40. So so they're saying that it's going to be 23-17 Bills over Jets. Man, if I had to bet anything on that, I bet the Jets aren't scoring 17, but the Bills are probably scoring closer to 23. So I'll take the Bills minus six at home. And uh, I don't like the over-under on this, but yeah, I don't like the over-under. I I would take the Bills minus six. I don't have much on this game. I don't have a a lean. I don't have a like. Uh, that may change between now and two weeks from now when we start making some official bets. And you'll hear the actual regular season format of this show two weeks from today with, you know, there'll be, you know, some games, there'll be some DFS talk. Obviously, we don't have any DFS this week with no preseason games. But this one right here, this is just, as uh, Jerry would say, this is a poop sandwich. So I'm going to, I got him. I got him. If you watch the, if you watch, if you did, if you're not watching the YouTube and you're catching the, the podcast version, go back to the YouTube. I got him on a spit take. Got him with a poop sandwich. 60% of the time, it works every time. All right, let's go to a game that people will want to watch. The Green Bay Packers, the Green Bay Packers going to the Vikings. Uh, consensus across all four books on this game was Minnesota laying three and a half. And consensus on the on the total, forty six and a half. So, any any initial reaction to this one? Yeah, I looked at this one earlier. And my first glance was like, how are the Packers three and a half point underdogs to the Vikings, who are now without Stefanski 
and Stefan Diggs. Uh, so initial reaction is to take the Packers getting three and a half. Uh, I got to think there's some sort of suckering going on there. But, uh, I mean, FanDuel has the Packers at minus 125 at, uh, to get three and a half. So I got to think that's where most of the money is going. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll take the Packers three and a half, please. This one right here, that, that total feels awful high for, for these yeah. two offenses. Uh, I mean, Dalvin Cook will be back, obviously. Uh, I, I, I have heard that the, the, the new thing with players this year because of the new collective bargaining agreement not allowing players really to hold out because they can be fined $50,000 a day and that money's non-refundable. So I've, I've heard rumors. This is just speculation. And it was really more about Melvin Ingram of the Chargers than Dalvin Cook. But they could be where they, they show up to camp, they participate. You know, they kind of have been calling it a hold in. And then come hmm. week one, Dalvin Cook could then start sitting out. I don't know. I've not heard that. He seems to be engaged in practice and, and a willing participant. But this one right here, my lean early would be would be the under. I don't I don't like that total. This one this one feels like a 2120 uh, a 24-21, which would just barely skirt the under. Uh, yeah. Again, I, again, like I said earlier, I think the defenses are going to be a little ahead of the of the offenses. And remember, Green Bay, man, last year they really slowed it down. They really yeah. they they really peeled back their three wide receiver sets. They drafted a, a an H back, and I think it's Josiah DeGuara, if I remember correctly. And they brought in AJ Dillon and those massively yep. handsome quads of his. And I just I just see a slower pace of play. Uh, we're not sure what, what what Minnesota's offense is going to look like with uh, you know was it third year Irv, uh, I'm sorry excuse me second year Irv Smith Jr. first year Justin Jefferson second year BC Johnson and then the the grand old man Adam Thielen. What does this offense look like? It, it feels like. Uh, it's going to be a slower-paced game. So if I had to have anything on this game, I would lean under. I like that. I like that a lot. All right. So next game, we have the Philadelphia Eagles going on the road to Washington to play that football team. Uh, this is this is pretty much another chalk across the board. Uh, all four books have the Eagles laying six and a half, and. The over-under is 44.5 everywhere but MGM. MGM has it at 45. So, again, I will go back to you, good sir. Uh, initial thoughts on this one. Yeah, I mean, again, I'm going the, – the it, it might seem like a boring take, but, like, continuity from last year. The Eagles are returning, I believe, the majority of their coaching staff. Wentz is probably healthier than he's ever been. Uh, Deshaun Jackson's probably healthier than he's ever been. Miles Sanders going into his second year. Meanwhile, Washington's got a new head coach. Lots of controversy around their uh, their uh, ownership. You know, Darius Geis just I don't even want to talk about that because that's just atrocious. Um, I'm leaning Eagles getting or giving six and a half. Uh, and if I would take the over under, I think I would go the over on this. Yeah, this one right here feels like a trap because traditionally, and guys, when we're talking about betting sports in 2020, it's not like betting sports anywhere in the past where like the average home field advantage is like a, a three-point advantage for home field. Right. 
You know, it might be two, one and a half, two in a, in a shithole like Jacksonville. Sorry, not sorry. You know, this, <laughs> the, the, this 25% capacity for Jacksonville's a, a, a to the rafters sellout for them. But, and then you have, <laughs> you have teams like Seattle, Green Bay, New Orleans, where home field could be worth four, four and a half, five. I, I've heard that much for like a, a Seattle. Because playing yeah. there with the 12th man, it's, it's something else. So it, it, in a normal season, that would, that would tell me that the, the, the bookies think that the Eagles are about 10 points better than Washington. I tell you, me personally, I think I'm leaning toward Washington. Uh, we, 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 we've already heard that Miles Sanders is week to week. Now he'll play. More than, I feel more than comfortable that he's going to play for all of our dynasty and fantasy friends tuning in. But you got Alshon Jeffrey more than likely starting the season on the pup. We are not sure of what we're getting in the weapons of J.J. Ortega-Whiteside. Uh, mm-hmm. Jalen Rager is a rookie. Uh, Dallas Goddard has a hairline fracture. I think it's in his thumb. And right. Zach Ertz, I mean, this is Philadelphia already Philadelphia. And let's not, <laughs> let's not pretend that, that Philadelphia didn't lose one of the best guards in the NFL in Brandon Brooks. They're trying to repurpose and retread an old guard in Jason Peters and move him to the to the guard position. So and, and think about that. Think about that front there in Washington. They added Chase Young to it. I mean, th- this is a team that could get after it. I, I really see this game being. I, I'm not sure about the total because these teams did put up some points in a, in a couple of outings last year. I don't remember the exact totals, but I, I'm feeling I'm feeling if I had to lean today. And this one could end up being one of the games that I bet, depending on how the Eagles' skill positions look going into week one. Mm-hmm. Then this one right here could actually end up being one of my bets as we get closer to the season. So if you like, they, they say if, uh, if you like the favorite, go ahead and lay it. But if you like the dog, you can wait. And I'm going to wait a little bit. This number could go up to seven. That's a key number. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I would love to get, get a seven. On this game, I, I don't have it anywhere yet, and because of that, I'm just going to lean toward Washington with the with the six and a half today. Anything else on that one, there, big fella? No, but as we uh, as we talk about these, my brain's spinning. Um, I, I think we got to come up with some sort of game week to week where anytime we have a, a, a difference in agreement, we got to write it down. And sure. that that becomes some sort of week to week bet. I don't know what the consequences are yet, but it's going to be a thing. Sure, um, I can tell you like some other podcasts that I think everyone listens to. The fantasy footballers, they do their famous water bets where they agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm not driving all the way or flying all the way to New York to have you throw a cup of water on me. There's gross water over here anyway. And, no kidding, you can just throw me in the Hudson. I'll be cured of everything <laughs> for life. And my, my other, uh, one of my other go-to shows, Straight Out of Vegas with R.J. Bell and Steve Fezzik, they have a button that if they disagree with each other and one of the other ones hits the button, it's an automatic $300 bet between the two of them. Now, we're not going that crazy either, but somewhere between a $300 bet and throwing a cup of water on each other, the, uh, the, the, the truth will lie. We'll figure something out because we're, we're going to keep stats. We're going to keep yeah, update. Like we're we're, we're going to own our misses. We're going to... Uh, we're going to you know, write down where we're doing good. But, yeah, no, uh, as of right now, that would be my lean on Washington, but I like that. So let's go okay. to, uh, to a team that Colin Cowherd has as undefeated. 
he he projected the Ravens to go undefeated this year in the regular season. The Browns are at those Ravens. Uh, this one right here, man, you you, you can get some uh, you can get some interesting numbers now. FanDuel and William Hill, they have this game at Baltimore minus eight and a half. The DraftKings book and MGM have it at seven and a half. And then the over and under is 48 and a half across the board, except DraftKings. They have it at 49 and a half. So I, I see some some scrunching of the eyebrows. I, I, I you look you look like you smell Jerry's poop sandwich. What what's going through your mind? I'm curious as to what Browns versus Ravens looked like both games last year. Do you have that on hand? Well, I, 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 am, I am pulling that information up as we speak. Uh, the Browns uh, played Baltimore in week four, and uh, Baltimore lost that game to the Browns at Baltimore 40-25. to So they scored 65 points in that game. Then in the uh, December 22nd matchup, Baltimore beat the Browns uh, 31 to 15. So the two the two totals were 46 in the second game and 65 in in the first game. Now obviously there there's a weather difference. Um, you don't know how much Baltimore was taking their foot off the gas because they were obviously up handily at the end of that game. I don't remember a play by play breakdown. So so with that bit of information, what what are you thinking? I think I like the Browns plus eight and a half. Uh, I think with the Stefanski coming in, I think they're going to lean heavily on the run game, much like the Vikings did last year. I think we're going to see a closer game than, than we're used to seeing for the Ravens. Yeah, I'm, uh, th- that's my favorite bet for this game, I think, is Browns getting eight and a half. Brownies plus eight and a half. Um, me personally, I, I, I really have a, a lean under. I, I think this is a defense that is, I don't know though. I, I've got to factor in those injuries we talked about earlier with Cleveland. I mean, they're, they, they've got a banged up uh, excellent linebacker. They've got a banged up number two corner. They lost what should have been one of their starting safeties. And going against this team, man, I, I don't know. I, I think I would just avoid this one altogether. Uh, I don't have an early lean. If I was going to lean anything today, I feel like that second game was closer to what we were going to see. I kind of, yeah. I kind of feel like when Cleveland and that defense got a second look at the the Ravens, that that's more indicative of what we we're going to see. That forty-six point over under, and remember, they did not have Miles Garrett when they played that game, uh, right? Because he was still suspended. Going to be interesting, and and oh, and then don't forget that uh, we were recently lied to by the Baltimore Ravens. They said that Lamar Jackson was resting his arm over the weekend. Then it came out that the truth, because you know what they say, the truth shall set you free, that it was actually a groin injury. I don't like being lied to. There, there's too much ambiguity. And when I have a personal uh, a, a personal uh, disagreement with a man named Baker. I am just going to uh, pass this one. Now, this next one. Go ahead. Rumor has it though that Jerry was in Baltimore this weekend, uh, massaging said groin. So, uh, I mean, Jerry needs to. Jerry is heavily invested in, in Lamar Jackson. Uh, Jerry is the groin whisperer for those new to the Dynasty War Zone and the fabulous Big Bet. Yeah, that's that's Jerry's thing. 
not really a hamstring man. He tries to put the hamstrings on me. Jerry, Jerry's world of expertise is groin. Uh, let's go to Jacksonville. The mustached yeah. one, Gardner Minshew, uh, and the Jags are going to welcome my Indianapolis Colts. I'm a big fan. Uh, the Colts are a seven-point favorite across all four books. Uh, the over and under, the total, it ranges from 46 at a couple of spots to 45 and a half. What is your initial lean on this? Because I am a Colts fan. I would love to hear your take. You know what I'm just realizing right now, Memphis? There is a lot of goddamn division rivalries in week one. And this is all anecdotal conjecture. But as a Cowboys fan who's only been able to watch Cowboys, Giants, Cowboys, Eagles over the years, except for the, you know, the, the Monday night and Sunday night games, I feel like the difference between the first time uh, a team plays one of their rivals and the second. So uh, let, me, let me rephrase. There's always one game, I think, that is like way under and then one game that's way over. I almost feel like just avoiding all of the goddamn division rivals week one. And then just taking the opposite when they play each other 10 weeks later in uh, December because they decided to put important games in December so that, you know, Tony Dungy and Peyton Manning could take the, you know, four-week vacation before they had a bye week into the playoffs. Um, So that's my initial thoughts. I guess if we have secondary or tertiary thoughts, I hate Philip Rivers. (laughs) Yeah, my, my big thing just looking at this with a Jacoby Biscuits Brissett last year in the in the two games, both of last year's games would have went over uh, this total. They scored forty six in the first game and fifty eight in the second game. And yeah. I, I like Phillip Rivers. If I had a lean, it would be lean over. It would depend on the weather in Jacksonville. If it's one of those super sweltering ninety two degree days or like a hundred percent humidity, then that mm-hmm. might change it because then you'll find out really what kind of shape these guys are in. Right. But but th- that would be my lean. So my uncle, for people that are new to interacting with me in the show, my uncle was a bookie. I guess is still a bookie. It's it's kind of it's kind of hard. The bookmaking business isn't what it was when instead of calling it into a bookie, you can just bet it on an app in the state of Indiana. But you know, he always told me one of the the strongest plays was a home dog in their own division, and that's exactly what we got here. Jacksonville's at home, in their own division. I, I, I just don't feel like today, with 13 days to play and with the weather report yet to come. And remember, you know, Florida, it's Florida, first of all. Weird shit happens there all the time. You don't know what the weather's going to be. Um, too much ambiguity. But if I had to give you something today, I would lean this one toward the over. All right, let's go to Raiders at Panthers. The Raiders are giving up one and a half points across the board. And uh, oh, the, the total is 47, except at FanDuel, they have it at 46 and a half. I'll just go ahead and give you this one. I, I would, I like, and I will probably wind up betting Oakland under. First year head coach in uh, Matt Rule, new offense. Uh, again, the hitting's going to start. I just see John Gruden, a smart veteran coach who wants to get off on the right foot. I see a heavy dose of Josh Jacobs in this game goes back to my man Dr. Kyle's uh, season-long wager of Josh Jacobs to win the rushing title. I think you're going to see a ton of Josh Jacobs. I think this is going to be a real low-scoring game, and I think the defenses are going to be ahead. If I had to lean to a side, I, I could just see Oakland winning like 21-24 uh, Oakland. 
something yeah. something like that. Um, that would be just a shade under the under the uh, the total. But yeah, I, I like Oakland and I like under in this game. I I agree, Memphis. Yeah, this was one that stood out to me. I think when we talked about it, it came up in one of the podcasts over the past few weeks, and I thought the Raiders were like four or five or six point favorites. So to see them as only one and a half point favorites, yeah, West Coast coming to East is always, you know, that's that's always, uh, you know, something that Vegas gets more than the people do. But for those reasons with the Panthers, with new head coach, new offensive coordinator, new quarterback, um, and John Gruden, he, he, you know, I think he's a bit of a character, but I do seem to think he understands his football shit at least. I like Raiders giving one and a half for this. All right. Well, before we go on to anything further, I want to get a quick word from our friends for the fantasy football player out there over at Trophy Smack. Are you looking for a reminder of your fantasy football greatness? Are you looking for something to set your league apart from those dime a dozen jabroni leagues out there? Then head over to trophysmack.com and hook your league up with the best trophies in the game today. And not only will you get the best trophies in the game today, you can get a free championship ring up to a $59.99 value by entering in the promo code DWZRING. You pick out your trophy, which one do you like? You put it in the cart, you add the ring to the cart, you add the promo code DWZRING, makes the ring free, and your league is now a step above the league down the street. So if you're looking for the best, you want to be the best in the game, you want to have the best league in town, go over to trophysmack.com, get that trophy, get that ring, use that code DWZRING, and let's have a big season. Go for it. All right, big thanks to our friends over at Trophy Smack. Thank you for supporting us. Remember, for you fantasy players, get that league hooked up with a belt, with a trophy, Use the code DWZRING. It helps you. It helps us. Uh, good things all around. So another division game, Dr. Kyle. The Chicago, yeah. the Chicago Bears going to see Jerry's boys, the Lions, in that Honolulu blue. The, oh, the, the total in this game is 44 everywhere but FanDuel. FanDuel has it at 43. And then the total, uh, Detroit is laying one and a half everywhere. Except FanDuel. FanDuel has them laying two and a half. That is the biggest anomaly that I've really found uh, across the board on any of the games this week. What, what does that tell you uh, on that, uh, this game? It uh, tells me that I'm not going to bet the Lions on FanDuel. Because uh, honestly, I like the Lions giving two and a half in this uh, home favorites. Less than a field goal. Bears just lost their running back. Uh, you know. Foles is quote unquote inches ahead of Trubisky. Uh, meanwhile, the Lions are getting Stafford back. Galladay is healthy. Marvin Jones is healthy. You know, they're bringing in DeAndre Swift. I like the Lions giving one and a half for damn sure, maybe even two and a half if you're feeling squirrely on FanDuel. Yeah, I, well, there's never any point in giving extra points. You, you, take, yeah. uh, you take every single thing that, that you can get from those filthy bookies. Uh, so I, I went and looked at these games. These two teams last year in the first meeting uh, on November 10th, these two teams scored a combined 33 points. And then on the uh, the, the Thanksgiving Classic, these two teams scored 
44 points. So I know Stafford will be back. I don't recall if he played in the first Bears game or not. The higher scoring game was the was the game in Detroit. I I don't know, man. I'm, I'm, I still have a lot of questions. I would love to have seen this. Now, I will tell you, if you like Detroit, you are not going anywhere near that FanDuel, that FanDuel number. And if you if you like the Bears, I would get on FanDuel today. For me, I really don't have much on this game. Uh, I could see this going either way. I, I want to know who the Bears starter is before I do anything crazy with with betting this these games. Um, th- this low point total, though, guys, for, for those of you that are thinking DFS or for your dynasty and fantasy rosters, you know, I, I don't love it for guys like, you know, the ancillary pieces. I don't love it for Anthony Miller. I don't love it for Marvin Jones. I, I mean, you're, you're going to play your studs. You're going to play, if David Montgomery were healthy, he won't be. But if he were, you would play Monty, you know, as, as a, at least a, a flex, maybe an RB2. You would obviously play Galladay. You'd play Stafford. Uh, you you might maybe play, Allen Robinson. Oh yeah, for sure, Allen Robinson. You know T.J. Hawkinson, maybe. But I'm not even sure that if I had T.J. Hawkinson, like more dynasty than redraft. If you drafted T.J. Hawkinson in redraft, he's your starter. At least he should be. But if you if you have him in dynasty, you may have a Greg Olson or uh, a more established option that you just want to see a couple of games. How are they going to implement it? Now it's been great. T.J. Hawkinson's been kicking ass in camp, but. Uh, this one right here, I don't have a whole lot. Um, if I had to lean anything, it would probably be Detroit minus the one and a half today. I, I see this being again like a twenty-one seventeen type game, and I see Detroit pulling it out. All right, this is a big game with a big over under where you'll be using all your guys. It's Seattle on the road, one o'clock start. So that's that West Coast team traveling east, and that's about as far as they could go with maybe exception of maybe Miami or, you know, some of the other, you know, Tampa, you know, Florida teams, I guess. But that's a hell of a haul from Seattle to to Hotlanta. And everyone's got Seattle given a point except FanDuel. They have them given a point and a half. This over this total is a little bit of everywhere. DraftKings has it at 48 and a half. MGM and William Hill have it at 49. FanDuel has it at 49 and a half. Uh, big over-under, so we'll just continue a little fantasy theme. Uh, this is one where you can get your, your Hayden Hurst. Your, obviously, you're starting Ridley and Julio and Todd Gurley and, and Matt Ryan and Russ and DK. This is, a, as our buddy Kyle from the Fantasy Football Smackdown says, this is a stardom all blanket. Just play everybody in fantasy. But from a betting standpoint and a side in total, what are you thinking, Doc? Oh. I don't even know where to start. My my inkling is to say that it's almost a trap game for Seattle to be favorites on the road with that much travel. Uh, so I think I like Atlanta as the favorites or uh, as the underdogs at home. Um, yeah, that's. I think that's the only one. The over under. Yeah, that's. I think the fact that it's all over the place there. Leaves me a little uneasy. I could see it going either way. Like this could be a damn Russell Wilson, Matt Ryan shootout, or it could be you, you don't know if Pete Carroll is going to try and run the ball forty-five times and just run out the clock, and the Falcons only get six possessions. So yeah. I, I would take Falcons to 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 support my 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 theory of the defenses being slightly ahead of the offenses. 
Uh, I, I think I would take the FanDuel number, and this is one of my likes, another like. Uh, I could make a small wager on this now. Indoors, don't have to worry about weather. I think the defenses are going to be ahead of the offenses. And I really like the way that Atlanta played the back half of the year after head coach, uh, not Dirk Cotter. Um, Dan Quinn. Thank you. Dan, Dirk Cotter is the offensive coordinator. He was the head coach in Tampa. But after he gave up uh, defensive play calling duties, it was just uh, a different team. And if I were to bet anything on this, and I, I may, I may put a little small wager down on the under 49 and a half on FanDuel. I mean, you're talking seven touchdowns week one. Uh, I, 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 I can envision it. I can totally see it. But I really see this game being more like that. Uh, I, don't, I don't know, like like 24-21, 27-21. I think it'll get close to the 49 and a half. But man, 50 is a, is a hell of a number. So my, my like in this game uh, may bet it. Not an official bet yet. Uh, I'm, I'm liking the under and I'm not sure on the side. I want to say Atlanta, but it's hard to bet against Russ. Whenever, whenever I'm torn on this, I like to go with the better quarterback. And Matt Ryan's a hell of a quarterback. Uh, he's got an MVP, Russell Wilson doesn't, but Russell Wilson's got a Super Bowl. So you, you're kind of giving me that, well, kind of. Should have two, maybe. Uh, I'm not going there. I'm not going there. Here's the most interesting one on the board. I've got a stone-cold like on this one. Dolphins at Patriots. New England given six and a half across the board. The uh, the total in this game is forty three and a half across the board. What do you got on this? With uh, I, I'm going to assume Cam's the starter. So uh, give me some thoughts on this, Doctor Kyle. I feel like the Dolphins finished very strongly last year. Uh, I I I I want to take the Dolphins getting points in New England. But this is a New England that's probably without fans in warm weather part of the year. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll leave it at that. Dolphins, Dolphins getting six and a half. I don't know if you found anything better on the other side. It's, uh, getting seven or seven and a half because I would gladly take seven or seven and a half. So what this do you is, think? This is one that I will bet when Ryan Fitzmagic is named the starter. Nothing right. against nothing against Tua, but if you're you know we've seen what Bill Belichick has done to young quarterbacks in the past, and while the Dolphins the Dolphins offensive line is improved and they put resources into that with both free agency and the draft, that doesn't mean it's ready for prime time. And Uncle Bill, look at this guy's cracking open pops left and right. I love it. Uh, this is what <laughs> happens when you go live on a on, on a Wednesday night. But pod loop, it, yeah, it's a uh, it's a good thing. But anyway, I, I'm not sure that you want to feed Tua up to Uncle Bill on the very first game. You know what? You know what you do? You take that same bearded son of a bitch, Ryan Fitzmagic, in there. You know, let him go in there with his degaff attitude, and you know, let him get Uncle Bill off to a to a, a, a an zero and one start. And I'm not sure who the, the quarterback is. I'm about ninety eight and a half percent sure it's going to be Cam at this point. But what's Cam look like? I, I've not seen him throw a ball of any consequence. So you know what I'm going to do right now? If I had to make a bet today, I have a strong like to Dolphins straight up. Give me the money line. Dolphins straight up on the road, opening week, no crowd in New England. 
Uh, I don't know what the money line is because I didn't think to look of it. This I was already leaning Patriots, and then I, I, I started to, to, to talk myself into it as I was handicapping it. Uncle, Mo, Uncle Momentum is a strong thing. Uncle Mo. And this Dolphins team has it. And with a guy like Fitzmagic out there, an improved running game, uh, they got Byron Jones and um, the other couple of big defensive pieces they got. This is a team with a real chip on their shoulder. So today, I like Dolphins straight up because I'm thinking Ryan, the bearded one, Fitzmagic, is the starter. I saw the look on your face, Dr. Kyle. You can say it. Yeah. Let's fucking do it. What do we got? Let's let's throw down right now. I'll I'll Venmo you so you can uh, get that Indiana bet while I'm sitting here in Podunk, New York City, where we I gotta fucking you know text my buddy in New Jersey or drive you know 30 minutes over the the GW bridge to make it happen. Yeah, I, you know we're on the same page here. Let, let's do it. We'll, 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 favorites and they don't even know who their quarterback's gonna be week one. Like yeah, obviously there's always. Uh, some smoke and mirrors in New England, but this is like, we haven't seen Cam Newton throw a ball yet. Let, let me say this, yeah, because I've been scouring the internet left, right, and center, and you you can see a couple where, like, he throws the ball, but it's not like drop back, three-step, five-step, boom, fire that ball out, fire the tater out there. I'm telling you right now today, the most week one game-ready quarterback, I think both mentally and physically ready to rock and roll, is Ryan Fitzmagic. His DGAF attitude. He's going to go to the pol- the podium in New England, and you know, people. I, don't, I think one of the big things is that uh, the most intimidating thing about New England really is the weather in the fall and winter, and that crowd. That crowd is vicious. We were talking earlier about unders and overs. You know, with you getting three points for home field advantage. I think New England could probably be a four, a three and a half, four. And Great. so, so we're gonna we're gonna take we're gonna take care of this one. We'll let you know. Um, we may have to bet the other side just to get out of this bear trap if uh, Tua is named the starter. Uh, but the best case is is that uh, Stidham can be named the starter, and I think that would be really, really good. Let's go to the 4 o'clock games, my friend. The first, four, the first 4 o'clock game is kind of the stinker of the day. It's the Chargers at the Bengals. We're talking Tyrod Taylor at Joe Burrow. The uh, the folks at FanDuel and DraftKings have the Chargers lane three and a half. MGM and uh, William Hill have them lane three. The total is 44 and a half in two spots, 40 in another. Initial reactions, Dr. Kyle. Uh, initial reaction on this one was to take the over. Um, the Bengals defense, I think, is going to be trash and... I mean, uh, uh, I think I looked at the over-under on this one before Mike Williams went down, so that might change it, but 44-and-a-half, three-and-a-half point over-under, we're looking at uh, 24-21 Chargers. Um, yeah, as I say that out loud, I like under. Under. Uh, I, I think I would probably take the, the Chargers minus the three at William Hill or MGM. Because uh, I, I, this feels like a field goal game. I'm not sure of the score. I know Cincinnati's defense is the drizzling shits, although they, sp- they spent some uh, off-season free agent capital on that side of the ball. Uh, Joe Burrow has not had a lot of time with his key weapons. Uh, T. Higgins has missed time. I think his was a hamstring. Uh, A.J. Green has missed time with a hamstring. John Ross had missed time due to a family member having COVID. And then left today because he landed awkwardly on his side. 
You know, from from a dynasty or a, a, if you're setting an early season lineup and you want to get a cheap wide receiver in your lineup, man, give me all the Auden Tate right now. He's been called yeah. quote unquote the all the uh, the off season MVP for the Bengals, and who's been getting all those first team reps with uh, Uncle Joe Brady? Everybody's an uncle on this show, Broadway Joe Brady. Everybody's out there. I I I think I've talked myself into leaning toward the under, but I would just be happy to bet this even though it is a west coast team traveling east the game's at four o'clock so that body the circadian rhythm stuff like that that's not going to impact them like it will the seahawks or the raiders that's a, good point. That's a great point so, yeah i think i think for that reason i do like the chargers with that that small disadvantage but i could also see like chargers bengals 2017 yeah i i i get it but i i feel like i'm getting the better head i know i'm getting the better head coach I've said before, I said again, and I'll, I will say it until I'm proven wrong. But once I am, I will admit that I was wrong. I think Zach Taylor's the worst head coach in the league. And I think that – is it Vance Joseph, the head coach in uh, L.A.? That feels uh, right. Anthony, Anthony Lynn, Anthony Lynn, Anthony Lynn uh, Vance yeah. Joseph was the other former African-American head coach who's now the D.C. for the uh, Cardinals, used to be the head coach of the Broncos. So I got those two confused for a second. But I, I think Anthony Lynn's the better head coach. As a matter of fact, I know Anthony Lynn's the better. Oh, for sure. So I'm, for get, sure. I'm getting the I'm getting the better the better head coach. I'm getting the healthier offense. I'm getting the infinitely better defense. Did did you see the video of Joe Burrow running for his life from the entire defense? It came out like maybe a week ago. Like like no, li- 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 literally, it, it looked like an old like Benny Hill show. Like where like he's being chased by like two dozen cops. And that's exactly what it looks like. It's Joe Burrow's – I think he was wearing the white practice jersey and all the defenders in the black jersey, like eight guys are chasing him, avoiding a sack. It was comical. It looked, it looked fake. It looked fake. And obviously they didn't smoke Joe Burrow. But I got news for you, man. You're going to have Melvin Ingram on one side and you're going to have Joey Bosa on the other. Uh, they drafted Kenneth Murray, the stud linebacker out of Oklahoma. And then they've got a healthy Derwin James. I smell a long day at the office for Joe Burrow and the Bengals, so I feel fairly confident if everything holds the way that it is, I'm probably going to wind up trying to get this at three, a little bit closer to kickoff. Love it. All right, let's get to some of these more primetime games. We have, not primetime, I mean primetime as in good and not primetime as in primetime because we're going to get to those in just a couple of minutes. We have the Arizona Cardinals going to San Francisco. The Niners are laying seven and a half at FanDuel and MGM, seven at DraftKings and William Hill. Uh, the over-under is 46 and a half everywhere but William Hill. They've got it at 47. Uh, what's your initial reaction? I think I know where you're going, but I'm going to let you say it. I'm going Cardinals getting the points. Okay. Was that what you were expecting me to say? I, I thought based on the two games they played last year, you were going to go Cardinals over uh, the Cardinals and the yeah. the Niners over. That that felt yeah. like, that felt like where you were going. I mean, the, these two teams, man, they they played uh, a couple of barn burners. If memory serves me correctly, they were late in the season. Uh, I'm I'm pulling it up right now as we're chatting. Yeah, the the one game was 26-36, so that would have been 62 points. And the the first game they played was 25-28, so you're looking at 53 points. 
this over under even though it's one of the bigger ones on the board at 40 you know like i said 46 and a half to 47 ish i my, my lean here is the over as long as it's not like one of those gloomy wet days in the bay uh i think the the defenses were were better in san francisco last year i i think uh and the off oh man mm. As I continue to handicap this in my head, I'm like, well, they don't have any wide receivers. Who the hell is Jimmy? Debo is questionable. Ayuk is questionable. Remember this time last year, or even um, 13 months ago last year, we were talking up Dante Pettis, and all of a sudden he's relevant again because of because of the uh, the lack of depth chart in San Francisco right now. Another another guy that I would be looking to shoehorn into my. DFS lineup in a tournament, not in a cash game, but in a tournament, I would be looking to shoehorn the Auden Tates and uh, especially Dante Pettis. This just feels like the kind of game where he could have, you know, like four catches for 128 yards and a TD or two and totally reimburse you for whatever his DFS, you know, dollar amount is going to be this week. But you know what? I've talked myself out of this game, just like I talked myself into feeling really good about the Patriots and Dolphins game and the Chargers and Bengals game. I think I've just talked myself out of this one. Too much going on two weeks out for me to lean either direction. Anything for you? No, that's fair. Shit show. It, it, it really it really is. I mean, in my heart of hearts, I'm like, you know, don't really care. Bet the over. It feels like a lock. But then, you know, this is Vegas. These guys are super smart, and nothing feels like a lock today. All right. This is the, the marquee 430 game on Sunday afternoon. It is Buccaneers at Saints. Touchdown Tommy Brady going to New Orleans to, pe- to play Drew Brees. Over under 49.5 across the board. And the, the total is anywhere from 3.5 at FanDuel and William Hill uh, up to 4 at DraftKings and MGM. W- what do you think uh, there, Dr. Kyle? We'll get to this when we get to my hot takes because two of the, both of the quarterbacks in this game uh, intrigue me. Breeze is notorious for getting off to a slow start, and then we have Tom Brady in an entirely new offense with Bruce Arians. I think I got to lean Breeze at home in the dome, giving three and a half. I I just. You know, I've I've never been somebody who wants Tom Brady in fantasy football. That's for sure. Uh, you know, give him to me to like win a Super Bowl for sure. Uh, as a Cowboys fan, who's oh talk about blue balls. Uh, but give me uh, give me Saints giving three and a half here. I I am not ready to discuss the total in the opener last year for the the Saints. They put up fifty eight combined points uh, with the Houston Texans. So obviously with another good offense, we can see where there can be fantasy point magic. For, for me, I, I, I want to lean under because of the no offseason, um, the nerves of Drew Brees. Remember he had the controversy with Mike Thomas's teammate about the, the initial reaction to the George, the, the George Floyd. Um, mm-hmm. He said he was going to kneel. I think he has since reversed course. I think there's going to be a lot of nerves. And I would be looking, I didn't pull these up, I would be looking at the first half total. I think if I was to look at anything, I, I could see this one getting off to a slow conservative start, like a heavyweight fight, because that's what this is. I mean, these guys are going to know that they're in prime time, right? They're, they're the, the marquee 430 game, 
And just like any heavyweight fight, man, you, you, you see guys feel each other out. You know, you throw a jab here, you circle, you move, you circle, you move. And then as the fight wears on, the action picks up. And that's really how I would handicap this game. So I, I, will, I will go back in between now and the show two weeks from today, and I will uh, do some research into what the side is in the first half. And if I had to lean, I would lean under the first half total, whatever it is. But outside of that, I'm kind of uh, kind of going to hold off on this one. Yeah, that's a weird one. All right, we're going to go to your favorite team. We covered my Colts earlier. Let's talk about your – oh, I got a fist pump from a guy in a Hawaiian shirt. I love it. Uh, Sunday night, 820, the Dallas Cowboys at the new Rams SoFi Stadium. Pretty, pretty sweet stadium. Uh, kind of all over the board on the on the total. Uh, on the side, Dallas is favored by two and a half across the board. And I'm looking at FanDuel, 49 and a half. DraftKings, 50 and a half. MGM, 50 and a half. William Hill, 50 on the total. So, Dr. Kyle, what you got, man? Give me the over on FanDuel at 49 and a half. Good googly uh, moogly. Yeah, Cowboys defense was average last year, and then they lose Byron Jones, Gerald McCoy. They sign like the Cowboys are trying to do a lot, uh, like doing a lot externally, but it doesn't. It's hard to know what they're doing internally. And then the Rams have lost uh, a good chunk of their defense. Yeah, this has like the 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 sniff test of. Potentially the biggest shootout of the week, maybe outside the Chiefs Texans, um, which was like if we, you know, going back to our talk a week or two ago about DFS, like Cowboys Rams, I would be hammering for uh, DFS value. Um, so, yeah, give me the FanDuel over 49 and a half. Uh, I'm going to give you another, I'm going to give you a couple of uh, some DFS plays. I don't have a, a lean on this game yet. I want to do some more research. Again, this is uh, Kyle and I working on our chemistry. This is our preseason. We're, we're getting ready. We're just a couple of guys talking. We'll, we'll be official. We'll be on the clock. We'll be uh, keeping score. And we keep score with cash here on the Fabulous Big Bet. But if I, what I'll give you on this game for tonight is I will give you a couple of things. I will give you that in a uh, DFS cash game, I would be looking to throw some cheap Malcolm Brown on the back end of my lineup. And I would also be looking to throw in some cheap Josh Reynolds. Um, I, I just believe that in this COVID era, you go with the bro you know. And the bro that Sean McVay knows is Malcolm Brown. Malcolm Brown had five rushing touchdowns last year. Why? Because Sean McVay trusted him. When, when he did not feel Todd Gurley's knee was strong enough or capable enough of punching in touchdowns, which is odd because Gurley had like 14, but my man had five. And if there's anyone that, you know, not hard to envision Robert Woods or Cooper Cup drawing a PI in the end zone, here comes Malcolm Brown for a, a cheap touchdown. Now, he might be better off in the FanDuel half-point PPR scoring format because he's not much of a pass catcher. I think the most targets he's ever had in his career was 11. 11. Christian McCaffrey had that in a game, more than that in a game against the Colts last year. And then Josh Reynolds. When it becomes a track meet, man, um, again, in, in a tournament, if you're looking for a guy to get in there cheap that has, you know, 
I mentioned it with Dante Pettis, and this is what you're looking for in those tournaments to help you win weeks, to help you win those big guaranteed prize pools, is you're looking for a guy who's capable of putting up four for 125 and two. And Josh Reynolds had some nice games last year when Brandon Cooks was out. So uh, there's a couple of DFS plays from the gambling aspect of it. I don't have much. I, I really don't. I, I like this, and that's why I'd be looking to shoehorn these guys into my lineup. All right, we have not one but two uh, two Monday night games at 7:15. The Pittsburgh Steelers are going to the New York Football Giants. Not really in your city; it's more in New Jersey. You know what they say, Kyle? Kiss her where it smells. Take her to New Jersey. All right, the G-Men are giving up three and a half across the board, all books, and the consensus over and under is 47 and a half with uh, William Hill at 47. I mean, I, I, got, a, I, got, a, I, got, a, I got a strong lean to the under. Pardon? I was going to say, I forget what you said already, but who says that? Says what? Kiss her where, kiss her where it smells? Take her to New Jersey? Yeah. That's George Carlin, yeah. baby. The, 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 oh, uh, oh. The, the American, okay. the, the, the classic comedian that is George Carlin, R.I.P., Oh yeah, yeah. I got that one then. I think he had a what CD. A I think he had a CD called that. But for for me, this is easy, man. I'm leaning under, heavy under. Uh, I think that the defense will be a little bit better for New York. Not great, but man, remember Pittsburgh defense last year was a killer. How I, I mean, for me to lose this bet, th- these two teams have got to score six touchdowns and two field goals. Does that feel right? This game really has yeah. has like the, this feels like the most. I think that's another one we may have to bet. I th- I think so too. I mean, this you got Mike like Tomlin. Uh, Mike Tomlin is going to protect Ben Roethlisberger's arm as long as he has to until you know. We looked at Andrew Luck two years ago. Like, how much did the the Colts protect Andrew Luck's arm until you know week seven, eight, nine, and then uh, he was three. MVP the second half no it was like week uh, three he had like 57 tar- but I, I get your point because that's been my handicap too with yeah. the Steelers from fantasy I, I think this this just feels like a lock under you're you're I think you're spot on I think the yeah. the the Steelers get up a couple of scores early I, yeah. I I think they they lean on James Connor Benny Snell and the rookie Anthony McFarlane I I, I like and I think we'll, uh, we'll 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 hook up off air because w- when we bet the under not only do we get the under today, which already feels off to me. It just, I just, this game, like I said, it has all the earmarks of 21-24. And I could even see like 28-17, you know. Um, and, and both of those go under that number. So for, for, sure. for, for me, the, the, this just feels odd. It, it just feels odd. And I, I, I don't. <laughs> yeah. I, How is this over under only two points off of Cowboys Rams? That's what I'm saying, and, and Seahawks, yeah. Falcons, and I get yeah. the benefit of weather. I mean, if it rains or you have some kind of like wind or whatever, you're good. All right, man, we got one more game. Uh, let's bring this thing home strong. We have the Tennessee Titans at 10-10 going to Denver to the Broncos, where the Broncos are a pretty much consensus one-and-a-half point favorite, except at... MGM MGM has them as a two-point favorite, and the over/under is forty-one and a half in two spots. Forty-two. I like this one over. I like this one over, and I like. I, I feel over. I mean, this. Yeah. I mean, th- th- that's a real low-scoring game. 
Yeah, I think this is uh, the lowest or the second lowest over under of the week, and I, I I'll take the over it, it, any day. It, it it just feels like twenty eight twenty four. 20, yeah. 27, 21. I mean, I, I know, but, but you know, I will say this. I, I'm not going to make that an official bet yet because I want to do some research. Denver is very strong in the first month of the season at home because of the thin air. These guys are in shape, getting in football shape. But if you read some of the Roto World blurbs on Melvin Gordon, he's still acclimating. He's lived in Denver for probably two or three or four months, and he's still acclimating to that city. So what's that going to do to a big man like Derrick Henry? So I want to do some more research. Maybe that's like the trap I'm falling into. So we have we have two bets that we like. We we like the the Chargers minus three, not minus three and a half. We like the minus three, and we love the Dolphins plus the six and a half. And we're going to bet it straight up. Uh, we may bet it both ways. Maybe I, I think we obviously will win both, but I think one becomes a hedge for the other. Um, obviously, Agreed. obviously the bookie will get us with a little bit of that vig. But Kyle, man, what else is going on? These people need to be following you. I mean, I know they follow Dr. David Chow and Jesse Morse, but man, you're the PT of the people. You're, this is the people's podcast. You're the people's PT, son. Send me all the questions at DWZ underscore Dr. PT. I'm not here for hot takes. I'm not here for bullshit. Uh, you will get my honest opinions on how I feel. I would handle any injury any surgery, you know, if I see a video of something that happened today at four o'clock at four or five, I'm going to be like, yeah, that looks like something, but the, this is where the doctor and the MRI and the imaging comes in. And, uh, and then there's a lot of, a lot of questions that go into what, what follows. That, um, that, so, that, yeah, that dog's asking a hell of a lot of questions. Well, listen, <laughs> it, it, it's, it's been a great show. Um, we continue to work on our rapport. Um, we got a big season lined up for you guys. So if you like action, man, hear us out before you, before you pay for these gambling tout services, whether they're charging you 10 bucks for a pick and I, I love the hustle. Hey, you know what? If, if this pick doesn't win, we'll give you the next three for free. Well, if it doesn't win, why would you want the next three for free? You know, we're, we're going to, we're going to tell you who we like. We're not going to go across every slate, every game. Uh, like we did today. Again, we're just trying to, to fill a show. But we've got a really interesting season for you. And at least hear us out before you put your money down. You can vet us. You can see what we say. Share us with your friends. This is not a dynasty secret. You can share us with your bookie. And so on behalf of Dr. Kyle, I am Memphis. And remember, here at the Dynasty War Zones, the fabulous big bet, money won is twice as sweet as money earned. We'll see you back here next week. We're going to get an early look at week two and some more DFS stuff. Maybe going to try to get that guest line back up. You guys have a great weekend. We'll talk to you soon. Take care, guys. Hey, fellow Warzone listeners. My name is Zach Camps. Uh, if I'm not golfing or slinging hands of monster, I'm usually thinking about Dynasty Fantasy Football. A couple months back, I joined the Patreon just to take my Dynasty passion to the next level. And I'll tell you what, well, let's just say there's writer downers for days in the Patreon. The member, you get access to the bonus pod where the guys take the filter off and talk about a wide variety of topics that maybe they won't cover on the normal show. You also get access to Memphis and Jerry for one-on-one -on -one advice, personal dynasty dilemmas. They'll tackle them for you, help you out with it. You just don't get that anywhere else. But I'd say my favorite part about the Depth of Patreon is the, uh, the group chat. Tell you what, these guys are some excellent minds. 
tons of fun. The fire in there is amazing. Great platform to post trade questions, debate rookie values, share insight, interact with some cool people from across the globe. You know, shout out to those guys in Australia. They're blowing my phone up all the time. You know, the best part is there's no Twitter trolls or Facebook trolls arguing about stuff they don't know anything about. So uh, if you want to enjoy your dynasty experience even more, win those championships, pause the podcast right now, sign up, and you can thank me later in the group chat. Thousand dollars for cool G as we call it back home. Are you at liberty to play for that, Stanley? Would you prefer to play for smiles? <laughs>